week one, guys, you pumped about this premiere episode? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to leave my house. Same. Nice. Cool. We covered the MLB, the whole Marlins fiasco with coronavirus, what that looks like. We have some NFL players opting out. We have Kyle's Premier League corner and our native from Seattle, Washington, Joey Sanchez. He breaks down the NHL's new team in Seattle, the Seattle Kraken. Joey, how you feeling about the Kraken name? I guess you'll have to listen. You guess you have to listen? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. All right, welcome to the One More Pass podcast. Can't believe that we're doing this, but... Uh, Week one, guys, how you feeling about this? You feeling pretty good? Feel great. Yeah. All right. As always, we have Kyle Wilkerson here. We have Joey Sanchez and Rob Mitchell. Just to give you all some background on us, we are three touring drummers that decided to create a sports podcast in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic because what the hell else do we have to do? So here we are. Feeling pretty good. So uh, Joey, Joey plays for Scotty McCreary. Rob is Brad Paisley's drum tech, as well as he also plays for Six Pence, None the Richer. Mm-hmm. So if you have been uh, shopping in a grocery store or in an elevator and hear the cover yeah. of Don't Dream It's Over, that's our yeah. uh, Robbie Mitchell playing the drums. Yeah, if you're buying pants at The Gap in <laughs> 2006, good chance you uh, heard me playing drums on something. Perfect. <laughs> Loving it. Uh, and every single week, we'll try to give you all a rundown of where we will be touring at just so you can come catch us on the road, say hi if you happen to be a listener. So, uh, Joey, where do you happen to be playing with Scotty this week? Well, actually, I have the week off. I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> just finally have some downtime. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Just really trying to spend some time at home, enjoy a rare weekend off. Sweet. Also, Kyle Wilkerson plays with Michael Ray. I play with Michael Ray, yes. I got to announce that. Yes, and... Uh, I will be doing the same thing. We will be off the road this week as well. What are the chances? I know. I know. Are you off, Rob? Yeah. I, I, as what? luck would have it, we should probably go get a burger. Or, uh, I don't know. Maybe go put our masks on and go shopping together. I don't know. <laughs> go network? Yeah. Go network. Yeah. We can go network. All right. Well, as you can probably tell, we are off the road indefinitely because of coronavirus concerns. So that is why we're here. So we're going to talk about what we know the best. You guessed it. No, it's not drumming. We're actually going to be talking about sports on this thing. So we are very excited to get this thing launched. So uh, let's get into it. Um, Sports are back. I think we're all pretty pumped about that. We have some sort of normalcy in our lives, albeit a small, you know, piece of normalcy. But um, we have baseball back. But although uh, just as quickly (laughs) as it came back, it very quickly may be uh, going away um, as the Miami Marlins had. uh, Well, they had like 11 players tested. Well, oh, it's 13 oh, now, I think. Oh, 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 it's 13 now? Yeah. Well, at least as of last night, I think it's, it's gone up. As of last night, 13 players and coaches tested positive for coronavirus, and uh, they canceled uh, the next couple games they had against Baltimore, and uh, they've been holed up in Philadelphia. Yeah, and the Phillies have postponed their games with, because of yep. that, but with New York. Yeah, and I don't think we are really surprised at all that a Florida team uh, caught coronavirus. It was it was meant to be. Oh yeah, totally. It, yeah. it had to be Florida. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it, it. You know, we were talking earlier before we started recording. It's like I used to think this whole thing was broken down between people who believed that it was a real 
you know, threat to our existence and the people that just denied it. And now I think it's, we're cutting third. It's, it's the people that, that believe it to real, you know, public health concern, the people that don't and the people that just don't care. Yeah. And I think that's very true. you have a, yeah. I think you have a lot of athletes that, you know, that are going to just not care, you know, to a certain extent, not that to put other people at risk, but they think, Oh, maybe I can go to the, like Lou Williams, you know, the, the player for the, for the Clippers, like he gets out and goes, I know we're talking baseball, but you know, he goes, he leaves Orlando, leaves the bubble to go to a funeral and then goes to get wings at a strip club and he tests positive. Yeah. So I don't know what the situation was with any of the players on the Marlins team. All I know is they had a, I guess they had a, once they found out they had a team meeting right. <laughs> decided to play anyway. Yeah. I mean, nobody went down the hall and said, Hey, you know, they just kind of, you know, I, I, and I'm not really sure I haven't, I'm not completely educated on the whole protocol system because, you know, it, it's going to be different with, with NCAA football, obviously NFL, NHL, NBA. It's they're all, I don't know if there's like some kind of like COVID czar for each league or whatever. What the pro, I mean, there should be obviously, or at least yeah. somebody yeah. on a team. I don't know. I, I, again, I need to, to to read up a little bit, but it just it, I'm just thinking, man. If I, you know, if I've got millions of dollars on the line, I'm just going to be cool and not go get wings at a strip club. Right. I'm not going to go put my team at risk. And, and and as we're seeing now, there's a there's a domino effect. So you know, the Yankees and Phillies are going to postpone their games, and that's how it works. You know, it's it's a trans highly transmissible disease, and you know we're still learning about it. And these and people, you know, the one thing we know we can do is to socially isolate, and people just can't for some reason do that. Can't do that. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, they had a, I believe it was 113 or 115 page document that Major League Baseball put out. All these rules, protocol to follow. And here we are three days into the season and the Marlins break it. Right. Um, so to me, one of the big questions is where does the, who, who takes the fall on this? Uh, according to the rules, I read up on it a bit. They were supposed to report the positive tests to Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Instead, they decide to have a team meeting, yeah. and I I read a couple of the quotes. It was basically like, "We're going to power through. We're going to play hard." That's that's what <laughs> we're gonna they rub did. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna yeah, we're gonna there. rub a little dirt go. on it. And so they did, and this happened. So I, I think there's, you know, as other sports prepare to start up, uh, specifically, you know, the NFL. I think they can learn a lot from here. Number one rule being, uh, if you get positive tests, you need to not play yeah and and report it uh because otherwise it's not gonna it's not gonna work you know they they now exposed another team and you know they can go home to their families or whatever it's just it's a mess so i'm hoping that they can learn from this mistake early on and continue to play because i watched that's the most baseball i think i've ever watched oh totally i mean i was so happy to see a live sporting event How's the fake crowd noise? Is that is that doing it for you? I personally love it. I, I do too. Even, I, even I, when they do the dun dun. dun yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> totally. I, I was shocked. I re, I really was. I did not think. I thought it would be cheesy, and it wasn't at all. It really helped. Plus, the fact is, once you're watching the the actual broadcast, the camera angles and the production crew are doing a great job of not you know trying not to capture the you know the stands too much. Just like a foul ball hit or a home run or whatever. You obviously can't help that, but. I mean, like, if you just can't, you know, suspend your disbelief a little bit and just have that crowd noise and just enjoy it. Like, I don't know. It, it's really working for me. I mean, like, do you guys think that not having baseball in the quote-unquote bubble is is the real problem here in terms of splitting up National League, American League, have one league play in, you know, somewhere, the other league, you know, out west somewhere? 
I just feel like having all these teams traveling still, and there's a lot of them. Like, it's not just, you know, a small basketball team or a small hockey team or whatever else, you know? I mean, like, do you guys think that not having a bubble for baseball is essentially the problem here? I, I mean, I think it's part of it. Yeah. If, and if it's going to be, like, I think they should have, like, done four bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. California, yeah. Arizona for the West, Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> Florida, you know, maybe New York or, or somewhere for, for, you know, but I think, yeah, I think you're going to, I think they're going to run into, I mean, they're the canary in the coal mine right now and they're not doing so well. And I think that's, well, yeah, I think if it gets worse, I think that's, I think that's going to be a large part of the problem. Well, yeah. if you look at uh, NHL hockey, and I believe that MLS is in a bubble as well. In Florida. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this last couple of weeks, they've had zero positive tests. So I think if you look at it, I don't know, objectively and like a math problem, that is where the issue is. So then the question becomes, should the NFL take that kind of approach? I think the NFL has the advantage of looking at the mistakes that Major League Baseball is making. Um, they also only play one game a week where baseball is playing anywhere from yeah. five, six, seven a week. Yeah. And they're traveling a lot more. Um, but it definitely doesn't look good for staying outside a bubble. And uh, I agree with Rob. You could definitely make the argument that I think the NFL should already have a con- – they should start looking at – a contingency plan to do that now again maybe because it's only one game a week maybe you can work your way around that but um i think it definitely needs to be looked at and it's they're off to a rough start for sure yeah do you think the marlins are cursed because scott stapp sang their uh pump up song before the games every i think that might have week? something to do with it yeah yeah maybe it he should have everything to do with it maybe he should Sing it again. Isn't the line, isn't the main line of the chorus, Marlins will soar? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Marlins. Technically, well, they can, fly. they can. Oh, okay. So they, they zip they out. They soar out of the water. <laughs> they soar out of the water. They can jump. They can jump out of the water. They can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field. Hear the roar on the crowd. Right, back to NFL news. Uh, as of this morning, we are getting a lot of notifications and headlines coming out about different players starting to opt out for the season, which I think is pretty indicative of where Major League Baseball is at right now. So, uh, guys, what do you all think about the news about um, six Patriots players coming out currently as of right now? Yeah. Uh, just opting just out. Patrick Chung just added, added to that list. I, boy, I think I feel... I think I feel all the feels, Kyle. <laughs> um, I love the NFL, and football is probably, outside of my wife and daughters, my favorite thing in the world. And the thought of not having an NFL season in the midst of not working is feels a little bit soul-crushing. Right. So on one hand, it's pretty disappointing to see these players doing that. Uh, at the same time, uh, it's a, a stark... Uh, reminder of the reality that we're in and as we were saying earlier if these players are laying down multi-million dollar contracts to not play and to keep their families safe I mean I can't say that's a, that's a tough position to be in and I, I can't say that I blame them if that's the way that they feel yeah uh, my fear is will it get to the point that they will just decide to maybe either cancel the season or drastically reduce the length of the season 
Uh, on the other hand, I think the NFL is too much of a money maker. Um, I think there's too much money on the line for it to come to that. And who knows, maybe this gives younger players, you know, undrafted rookie free agents, uh, guys with no preseason that maybe wouldn't have had a chance to show what they can do. Maybe this will be their chance. But it's not, it's, it's, it's a little bit discouraging. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, it, you know, when this whole thing first started, there was just kind of panic and uncertainty about, you know, toilet paper. And, <laughs> you know, it took a while. I, I can't remember if I was talking to you guys or who it was when, when, when the light bulb kind of went on, like, holy. Oh, I guess when they canceled the, the big one, I guess is when they canceled the NCAA basketball. Oh, yeah, Mark Spanis, yep. That was kind of like. Yeah, this is real. Because that's like the big moneymaker yeah. for the NCAA. So then I started to think, it's like, wow, are we going to have football? Are we going to have hockey? Are we going to have, you know, and then the, obviously the, at that point, the Major League Baseball season was on the horizon. And uh, you're forgetting about uh, WrestleMania too. I was looking forward to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah WrestleMania. A, yeah, a couple of weeks later, it was speaking canceled. of speaking of Florida, isn't that? Or did they did they end up moving it to Florida? Oh no, they did it in their own performance center. So oh, that's right. It was okay. closed off, even though it's... is that the one in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, no. they did. A, I can't keep. It. No, they have, they have a performance center in Orlando, but still, over this whole course, there were some people from WWE who contract your coronavirus, but they've kind of halted the spread of that. So I think we should just, instead of building a wall between us and Mexico, how about <laughs> us in Florida? I think I'm so. totally in. Yeah. Just I think DNX yeah. that whole yeah. step <laughs> until this thing is over with. Cause it seems like that's going to be the, ugh, the type it's going to be like typhoid Mary. It's just going to be, keep, she's just going to keep giving people coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, part of it just, you know, reprioritizing what's important, especially now when you're looking at, we, you know, we're looking at probably, not to be too morose about this and grim, but you know we're looking by the end of this year, we're probably looking close to three hundred thousand, if not more deaths. Yeah, if, if keeps if things statistically keep moving on that same tack. But yeah, I, you know, I I think with the NFL again, watching NLB and seeing how they're kind of you know dropping the ball a little bit on this, I think they they definitely can some take some cues and, and kind of readjust their protocols and how they're doing it. Like there seems to be they're really doing. Uh, like I've seen a couple of. Uh, Rookies, ones well, Justin Jefferson being one who played at LSU is one of my favorite college team. They're not really saying they test; they're they're te- they're testing everyone, obviously, but there's some kind of testing protocol. I don't know if it's a contact tracing thing. They're not saying if they're test positive or not. But there have been several rookies, him being one of them, uh, put on this COVID list, which I, where I guess you self quarantine or whatever for however long. Yeah, uh, the kid Keyshawn Bond that played here at Vanderbilt, <clears throat> who I think's has a possibility to be a great running back. He plays at Tampa. He's on it. It, it seems like they're, you know, like, what is it? Something like they report today and they're not even getting into pads for like three weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they report and get tested. Then I think they have a day off. Then they get tested again. Yeah. We're still a couple of weeks away. Yeah, there's several weeks kind of before practice. they even kind of. So it looks like they're really, of course, obviously no preseason. You know, they're, they're, they're really taking a lot of kind of good drastic measures. Hopefully it will pan out but again it, it all kind of depends on how willing people are, are willing to you know how serious they're willing to take it you know these the, you know, there's a lot of players obviously we're seeing guys big name players chung and dante hightower and d'anthony thomas people that are opting out and you know if they're that concerned you know your your life and your family are more important than any game so absolutely yeah. and as much as i love sports i, I would hate to see you know 
Honestly, I just want to see Cameron Jordan just plant Tom Brady. Yeah. If I can just get that one game. That's right. And I just see him turn his rib cage into a, a bag of Pringles. That's really all I want to see. Because they're uh, that'll be twice a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's so dumb, but Tampa I, Bay. I like it. Oh, oh God. Yeah, Lord, I know. I, I could have gone all year without you. You hadn't that. heard that one? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a dad. <laughs> We're both dads, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I totally appreciate that one. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's, no, it's, no still, problem. it's still very. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the NFL is doing the best that they can with the uh, the whole high risk uh, behavior, um, you know, kind of punishments. If you get coronavirus or if you go out, then you can pretty much get fined. You can pretty much, use, you know, like lose your whole salary yeah. as well without opting out. You know, it just seems like if those players are going to, well, I mean, in my opinion, if they are going to maybe go out and break the rules or whatever else. If there's not going to be a bubble, then maybe it's just in their best interest to just take that money up front, even though it's not maybe the 15 or $20 million they're getting paid, mm. but just not to have that temptation to go out and then completely lose everything when you've yeah. kind of worked the whole season. And then like maybe in, in the last couple of weeks, you kind of make a dumb mistake and go out and contract a virus and bring it back. And there goes your 20 million mm. that you've kind of put your whole body through like an entire season of, you know, playing football. And then all of a sudden, Oh, Hey, it's gone. So Kudos to the NFL, in my opinion, to at least put those practices in place in terms of the high-risk behavior and lifestyle that those guys are going through. Which, like, I don't know if the other leagues are doing that, are they? Do you guys know? It, I mean, it seems to be the NFL, in my opinion, they seem to have their stuff together right. more than anyone else. Now, they've had the advantage of time. Time and, and watching everybody else. Watching their mistakes yeah. and learning from them. You know, the other advantage they have with only one game a week is... Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but apparently when a player tests positive, and I've already seen them move a couple people to this list, basically like you're on the DL for yeah. for 14 days. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, kind of looking at it from that perspective, if it's treated as an injury, okay, so you're out for 14 days, next man up, you know, somebody fills your spot. And again, you're only looking at missing probably two games. So I feel like the NFL has a shot to, to control that. Um, now, as we've talked about, the risk is that they're they're not going to be in a bubble. Right. Uh, I know Rob was saying earlier, you know, maybe a maybe a potential bubble. I think the bubble idea is on the table in some meetings. I think they're talking about oh, the it, possibility it, it has of that. To be, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also with playoffs. You're talking five to six months away from families and such. Do you let the families move in? Do you shorten the season? There, there's a lot. There's a lot to figure out. Um, but again, I do think it's too. There, there's just there's too much money to be made. The NFL is so big, um, and I just think everybody wants to have an NFL season, uh, even if it's without fans. So all that to say, I think they're doing. I think the NFL is doing the best they can right now. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Dolphins are safe because they don't have Scott Stapp singing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they also didn't have fans. Dolphin. Well, yeah. Fly dolphins fly. So they didn't have to. They didn't really have to worry about. It's pretty good saying no fans. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, of players opting out, I, I mentioned Chance Warmack earlier when we were talking. Did you hear about the insurance policy that he took out on himself? No. He took out a policy on himself. I thought this was brilliant, even though the guy's been a complete bust. Uh, <laughs> so he's opted out. Right, yeah. Um, so he took out an insurance policy on himself in case his second non-rookie contract, his second contract, didn't pay as much as his first, and it didn't. <laughs> And he bet against himself and he won. And I don't know how much wow. I don't know how much the policy was for, but not only is he getting his base fifty grand salary whatever, yeah. against, you know, whatever he was supposed to be making this year. And then a, you know, I don't know how it, I guess he doesn't get 
contract incentives or whatever, but but he's getting paid from this policy because whatever wow. guess for whatever he signed him Seattle because he went he got signed by the Titans and then did he go somewhere else or did he go to Seattle anyway I can't even believe I'm talking about him because he's he's not that great of a player but uh, but yeah he he took out a policy on himself against his contract and won talk about betting against yourself yeah and winning, and winning. yeah yeah just remember kids just always go and bet against yourself yeah. Against, yeah you can do it if we would have bet against ourselves touring this year oh yeah oh totally we would all win well, I mean, like, what do you think the odds of that would have been? Last year, if you would have been like, hey, 2020, there's a pandemic oh that's going to hit. And <laughs> you're just going to stay at home for about a million possibly to one. a yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're not going to tour. Yeah. Remember when we all thought, oh, man, we're just going to take a couple weeks off. Safety first. We'll see you guys in April. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's almost August. Quick note on the Miami. Yeah. Uh, is that Hard Rock Stadium? Is that where they play? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have any of you guys ever been to an event there or been there? Uh, yeah, I actually have a, st- yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, you can go ahead first. We, uh, we were on the road and NC state was playing at Miami. We were on the Paisley tour and Scotty and I, and a couple band guys, uh, Scotty's a huge NC state fan. He's like, you guys want to go to the game? Of course I'll go to any football game. It was late October. Three of the most miserable hours I've ever spent outside in that stadium there. It was the hottest I've ever been. And you're just sitting there baking and the University of Miami, Florida, they're not really pulling in uh, attendance the way they used to. Right. So this cavernous stadium with this incredibly small amount of people there, there's a guy, some NC State bros, are about five rows in front of us, and he's screaming and yelling and just talking trash about a Miami player. Uh, what he doesn't realize is that the row in front of him, or two rows in front of him, it was a cornerback. It was a cornerback's uh, mother. Oh, and God. so yeah, it was kind of an empty stadium. You could hear, and so she turned around and and put him in his place. So that was actually worth it, baking <laughs> in three and a half hours Florida. to watch that woman, you know, put that put that broster in his place and hear him backpedal and apologize was right. Yeah. He didn't get y'all a box or anything. <laughs> I mean, we've done that before. I don't yeah, know if right. he realized like if he didn't think how hot it was going to be. Not I don't a big know. Wolfpack alumni is he? Is he, he is. I'm actually going to put a note in my phone. I need to talk to him about that. Yeah. Maybe when we start touring again in four years, I'll uh, I'll ask him <laughs> about that. Well, uh, we did something at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, there was one year uh, when I was playing with Maddie and Tay, and we uh, did events for Capital One for the Orange Bowl that year. And we were in Miami for two days. We did one thing on some roof for like all the you know like the suits or whatever, you know, big stuffy event. But then the next day, they actually had Capital One employees come and you know have a big dinner before the game, and you know like had a concert, you know. And, dude, it was great. And then, you know, like, of course, like me being the only sports fan in the whole crew at the time, I was just like, well, do we get to go to the game? And, of course, everybody was just like, well, no, let's just go back to the hotel, let's go to a bar. I'm like, oh, no. Like, can we just at least stay for a half? It was, like, great. But, like, luckily, too, that the girls sang the national anthem at the Orange Bowl. So uh, we got done with our show, and then, like, they took us to our seats, and we ended up being in a box with all the performers and stuff. So, like, essentially, pretty much was wondering, oh, well, who's doing the halftime show? And, like, I saw Cole Swindell's dudes because they were there, too. And I go, you know, go up and ask, you know, we have some friends in that crew. And I was just like, oh, cool. Are you guys here to do the halftime show? They're just like, oh, no, we did the pre-party. Of course, I'm just thinking, well, who's doing the halftime show? And then, like, in comes fucking Joe Jonas and Nick Jonas. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then, apparently, that was when the Jonas Brothers were broken up. You know, my heart was just really just upset about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> were you just, like, was your heart? Oh, dude, fluttering. Like a schoolgirl? So, so yeah. hard. Did but you get a selfie with him? Did you? 
Uh, no, oh, I actually did not. But uh, that was when Joe Jonas had his uh, his band DNCE, and they were doing the halftime show. But Nick Jonas actually happened to be there, oh. well, uh, which was really funny because I know Nick Jonas is diabetic, but he was just crushing Bud Lights all night. It was, <laughs> it was unreal. It was great. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we got to hang out with. Can him. you mark uh, on the time the time that you told that story because that's the only part of this podcast my daughters want to listen to. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the Jonas yeah. Brothers, yeah. I wish I could have recorded their reaction at dinner last night when I said we were recording a podcast. And they, all, I said, will you guys listen to it? And it was, it was not, it was not a warm reception. No. But I think the Jonas Brothers story there. Oh, thank you. There. So they'll have about 20 seconds of great content yeah, for, for yeah. them. Yeah, also, for how sure. lame are musicians that you were at the national championship of college football and people are wanting to go back to the hotel. Right. Well, that, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, like nobody really enjoyed sports as much as I did, but it was just awesome to, well, I mean, like once they event. figured out, well, yeah, but then once they figured out that there was free booze and, and food they're, they're, up in the box <laughs> and we had like a rep from the actual Miami Dolphins, you know, kind of showing us around or whatever, you know, like it was pretty cool until about halftime and then that's when people want to leave. So, but I remember it was a Florida State, Michigan. And uh, I think, gosh, like I think Florida State was just beating the hell out of them. And then like, I think that's why people decided to leave because it was like, 30 to 10 at halftime. But then, of course, on the way home, you know, like we were listening to the radio or way back to the hotel. And of course, Michigan came back. Came and I'm back. like, we, yeah. we could have been there. Yeah. Did you guys, did they have wings there? Did they have strip club wings at the, at the uh, yeah, lemon <laughs> pepper chicken. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Lou yeah. Williams. Uh... Yeah, the Lou. Lou, Lou. <laughs> He's got to have his own sauce or rub. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my Orange Bowl, Hard Rock Cafe, Stadium. Story, Hard Rock Stadium story. I don't know if they change those stadium names every single year, it seems like. I feel like they do. And you also played there. I just, right. I just went there. You played there. Yeah, I played. You, in, you won up to me. No, well, we played in a banquet hall there. Okay. Well, so you on know, your bio, would it you counts, say? It counts, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I played, that's, that's, I played that's stadiums. That's a share clubs. the stage kind yeah. of designation. Right. That's an asterisk. You can yeah. <laughs> we, we opened up for Cole Swindell and shared the stage with DNCE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and we and we had a stadium show, so I'll yeah. just call Dude, it that. That's yeah. Kyle Wilk- Wilkerson has played clubs, stadiums, gives us all I- I- any kind of venue he's in. Shared the stadium is that a is that a designation <laughs> we can share the stadium with the Jonas? Shared Brothers? the stadium box with Nick Jonas. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can oh. get him on. Did you ask him to come on the podcast? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, years I, ago. I totally have his phone number. Yeah, yeah. It's good. From that good, day. good. Yeah, but I mean, they all were actually pretty nice. Like, like they actually came up and said, "Hey, and hey, you know, like, what do you guys do? Mu- like, musicians, cool, great." And we just kept the two sides of the room the whole yeah. night, so that was fun. I've, I've never, I've never actually, I've, I think I've been to every major city in this country. I've never been, never stepped foot in Miami. Really, been Fort Lauderdale, been all around it. But speaking of strange stadiums, uh, it, I was trying to like rack my brain. And I remembered, uh, this was many years ago, six minutes, we did a private show at the Trop. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Just on the field. I, I can't, it was like Amway or something. I don't know. It was so strange. That is a weird place. Well, yeah, because it's the worst baseball stadium. It is awful. Right, yeah. And we walked, of course, we walked, you know, they had a set out in, like, in the infield and they had seats set up and it was just, it was just very strange. I can't, it was some big corporate private thing. It was very bizarre. But I'm just walking around the outfield, felt like I was walking on. It felt like a bouncy house. Like it was just very, like it just like, this shouldn't feel this like mushy. It was just <laughs> very, it, it's a very strange place. Even just walking around the, the innards of that building, it's just, that, that thing is a mistake. Yeah. Perfect, to completely in, 
emblematic of everything that's wrong with Florida in one building. <laughs> it's really just a very so, odd. So place. did the crowd enjoy just at least kiss me? Yeah. That was probably was, the only song they knew. Well, it was uh, over. I have a feeling we shared we shared the night with with some other artists or two, but, but it was just a very strange because a lot of times you've played those corporate things where there's like maybe a thousand people there in a huge room, and it's just it's like what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely the, one of the stranger sports related gigs I've ever done. And then I walked to the Salvador Dali Museum, and that was probably <laughs> the best, <laughs> which was like four blocks away, and that was really? probably the best. Yeah. Wow. In St. Petersburg, yeah. So. Just talk about knocking two birds out with one stone. Yeah, huh? it was a very strange, very strange day. Yeah. I believe, I believe, I believe that, I believe that, I believe that we, I All right, everybody, it's that time of the show. Go get a drink of water, go use the restroom, because it's time for Kyle's Premier League Corner. Kyle, you have 10 seconds. Three, two, one. Go. All right, the Premier League wrapped up this weekend. Congrats to Liverpool for winning, finally. Uh, the three teams that got relegated, Watford, Bournemouth, and uh, Norwich City. Sorry, you're going down to the championship. Can't wait for the season to start on September 12th. That's 15 seconds. That's all you get. Going. Yeah. Oh, oh you got it. You got, great. You got five extra. Thank you. Yeah. I love soccer. Well, that's, so. yeah. Thanks, guys, for letting me Aren't you that. supposed to call it, aren't, no, oh, sorry. football. Uh, I love football. Yeah. Have any of you all been to an, major league soccer game i have not i have actually never attended a soccer game i, I went to I a really sounders game with thirty thousand people because they sell out they lead the league in attendance and it was uh everybody just stood and yelled the whole time it was, it was pretty fun pretty fun yeah yeah here's the thing and i, I would love to go to one of the national soccer club games yeah. but i kind of feel like and here's the i already have my pre-existing uh feelings about the game itself and, and a lot of it has to do with just Pure ignorance, you know. Yeah. Uh, I usually watch it during the Olympics um, or the World Cup. And it's, I love the sport. I mean, I don't love it like I love football or, or hockey, but but it, it, it's compelling in a certain degree. But I kind of feel like from what I've seen, like going to like a, a at least a national soccer club game is that it's going to like, kind of like going to see uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and I don't really like musicals and I don't really <clears throat> like that movie or give a shit about it whatsoever. But I kind of feel like I'm going to have to like dress up and know the chants and the songs. And I just, yeah. I just want to go have a yeah couple of beers and a hot dog and watch a game. I don't want to have to participate. Hockey's uh, great. Cause you know, you do the, the chant at the end, you know, at the end of the, when the Pred score or whatever, you know, but it's like, it just seems like a lot of participation and I'm just, yeah. Uh, first off, it's called a match. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Sorry. And match, it's the pitch. pitch. Is it the pitch? Not the, the pitch, field. Not the hey. field. Thank yeah. you. Also, as someone who moved here from Seattle and just within the last three months actually understands what icing is, right. um, the Preds have a lot of shit like that. Like they, they, like they do the, the fang fingers. Yeah, fang fingers. Yeah. And That's every time you know, like there's a penalty called on the other team. Yeah, you know, fang yeah the fang fingers. Yeah. They throw the, uh, was it the, the, the catfish. catfish. Instead catfish. of the octopus, they throw the catfish. Yeah. So there are a lot. I, I get what you're saying. About the national soccer, it, and I, I, I think you're going to see a shit ton of like six one five hats. Ugh. You know all the <laughs> Nashville proud. Um, I saw a brand the other day. Actually, a friend of mine is is pimping it pretty hard. It's called Six One Vibe. Six One Vibe. Yeah. Oh, I thought, man, I'm going to wear that to a Tampa Bay game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Seattle, uh, oh, Joey, yes. um, your hometown has uh, a new hockey team. 
And I think we were all kind of confused about the new nickname. We feel like there could have been some other, you know, better choices with the name instead of the Seattle Kraken. Like, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, but I don't, I don't think a big, scary uh, squid octopus is the first thing I kind of identify with Seattle. So um, what are your thoughts on the new Seattle hockey team name? Uh, I had to do a little research to find out what it was, right? what it meant. Um, I like the logo. I like the hype video they put out. Um, I think there were some, there were some better options out there. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Seattle bitters, <laughs> the, Se- <laughs> the Seattle, uh, uh, yeah, I think there were some better options out Seattle there. Seattle sea monsters. Se- Not sea actually, monsters. Well, I mean, that's what it is. The that's s- what a Kraken is. Yeah. The sea monsters. I don't know if you've seen in every single, uh, Seahawks game ever played when they go to commercial, the guys throwing the fish, right? Like yeah. place market. Yeah. Seattle throwing fish. Flying fish, um, soaring marlins, <laughs> soaring marlins, soaring yeah. marlins for Scott Stapp. Um, but I'm also glad that being such a diehard Broncos fan and hating the Seahawks so much, there's a lot of things about Seattle Seahawks fans, uh, little sayings that they've come up with, which you guys tease me about, and we know how much I love. You know, sea fence, sea fence, Hawksum, twelfth, twelfth fan. They had to change it to 12th fan because uh, it was Texas, Texas A&M. A&M sued them. Yeah, they had um, first. They count their false start penalties, which I wonder how that's going to work this season. Seattle, they pride themselves Ooh, on how point. many on how many times they can get uh, false start penalties. On do they the, do like when they do strikeouts at baseball games? Yes, did they, they have? Uh, they list it. <clears throat> they've got a running total at the. They also it was it a couple me. years ago? They they they. they they tried to, they like re, an earthquake registered. It might've been, it might've like been during, yeah, it might've been during that run, that beast quake mode run against the saints. Sorry, uh, Rob. Yeah, no. But I think it did. They were like, we're so loud. We made an earthquake. So yeah, the, the Northwest, I love it. It's my home, but we'll get more into that during football season. My annoyance <laughs> with Seattle. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, these Seattle cranes, would have been a good name for the hockey team. Could have like, done the cranes. Like Fraser Crane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the cranes. <laughs> it's not bad. What about the Seattle beans? Like coffee beans? There we go. Seattle's uh, best bean. Uh, Seattle's best bean. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle Bucks. The Bucks. Starbucks? Starbucks. Come on. Jeff. Oh, I mean, I would, Jeez, there's Jesus. a Milwaukee Bucks. I know. I, I That one threw me off. Yeah. Like uh, side note, when John Mulaney was here a couple years ago... We had tickets to go. I couldn't go. I was on the road. My wife and oldest daughter went. Was coronavirus in town then too? It was not. No, people okay. were still. Coronavirus had not started its residency in our country. BC. And uh, <laughs> BC. Uh, anyway, he came out. I think it, it might have been the year that the Preds went to the Stanley Cup or they were having a run. And John Milady made reference to how unfortunate um, their their team name of predators was because <laughs> right. there was something going on i can't remember who in the news was there was a lot of you know a lot of me too stuff a lot of stories coming out about how horrible dudes can be and he said seems like a tough time of year to have your team nickname be the nashville predators <laughs> i thought that was pretty good very true i mean like you guys remember whenever the preds and cma fest was happening at the same time when the preds were in the playoffs uh, oh yeah yeah 
that was just one of the most miserable weeks I've probably ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Trying to schlep. I was out of town. I think I had to go home for a wedding and I remember seeing the footage and just being so happy I was not. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that's the one benefit of uh COVID. There was no CMA no Fest. No CMA Fest is true. Yeah. Uh it's very unfortunate to have us and a bunch of friends be out of work, but you didn't have to uh Play on the play on the riverfront stage at three yeah. p.m. when it's hundred degrees outside and everything just starts shit in the bed because it's so hot. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But they just want to give the fans the real, you know, national yeah. experience. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I did not miss that at all. I have missed the five months of income. Well, true. So yeah. I don't Same. know. Maybe I would. Maybe I'd play <laughs> down there for that. I don't right. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tough yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah. True. All right. Moving on to college football now. Uh, I think the real question is, do you guys think there'll be an actual NCAA football season? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. And that pains me. Yeah. Because I grew up in a college town. I went to, I grew up in Baton Rouge and went to LSU games and love it. It's probably my favorite. Rob's been watching videos of Coach O just running shirtless throughout <laughs> the streets of Baton Rouge. Just getting what do you think, what do you think the over under is on the amount of times I've watched the Joe Burrow Highlight reel. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I'm bummed for him because you know he, you know, and, and Jefferson, a lot of a lot of guys that half the freaking team that came out this year and got drafted, which I'm happy for him. Most of those guys won't get to play. Uh, but you, you know, it's too many variables. I mean, we're talking about this earlier. You know, college kids wanting to party. You know, taking this serious. You've got the you've got different cultural demographics where colleges are. Like we were talking about, the southern states are probably not gonna. You know, we've already seen in Clemson where they've had how many players test positive there. I think That's a pretty good number. It's a lot, right. yeah. Well, plus like the fact too. I mean, like wasn't there like uh, in Tuscaloosa, like not at like Alabama, but you know, like different high schools. You know, kids were having Corona parties about yeah, like who's mm-hmm. gonna yeah. get Corona first or whatever. And it's just like yeah. well, you know, like those kids are thinking that. And you know, like I know there's a lot more on the line when it comes to you know college football and playing at Alabama, but just to have that mindset in that state is, is definitely not encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it happening. Moving it to the spring again, everyone's going to have to opt in if the, you know, if we're going to take this seriously, these players and coaches and NCA all the way down, you know, cause there's, this isn't like the NFL where there's 32 teams. There's yeah. How many, how many, uh, he's well 120 yeah. something teams. And yeah. You have the other <clears throat> divisions. Um, there's a lot that can go wrong and it will. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I have every faith in, and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, look at, look at, you know, we talked about major league baseball. I mean, we're talking, I mean, how many, t- and, and football is an incredibly social sport. You know, uh, a basketball team has what? 10 players, 11 players. Yeah. Uh, it's much know. more manageable than it's much, you know, an NFL roster is what? 53 players. Yeah. College, have you have you looked on a field at a college oh, yeah. game? There's like a hundred guys yeah. down there suited up. I mean, so it's it's yeah, it's it it has every it has every earmark to be a complete disaster if they don't handle this right. And I think they should hold off. I think they should wait, play, wait and see. They're smart. Um, save to the spring, but that's just my opinion. And I love it. I, I want I want college football back so bad, but I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I. <clears throat> I completely agree. I mean, I this is my absolute favorite time of the year. That well, I guess late July. So the the hellish 
outdoor summer touring season. We're seeing the end of it, you know, towards the end of August, early September. Football's coming. We got college football, mm-hmm. pro football. That being said, I just, as Rob was saying, I, I just don't see how it can be done safely at all. And I also looking at the financial hit that a lot of these universities are going to take. Um, I mean, it's bad news for a lot of these schools. A lot of schools are already starting to cancel uh, sports, sporting programs. Um, Stanford did that. Stanford actually has already started canceling. Yeah. Well, so the uh, Ivy League did it first, and yeah, and like those are the smart, I mean, it's like those are the smart kids. Yeah, you know? so yeah. it's it's such a huge. I mean, you look at uh, uh, LSU Stadium, uh, Tennessee. You know these stadiums that are over a hundred thousand people. View every you week. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's such a huge house. money maker. Yeah, um, it's it's a terrible situation. But as Rob said, I just don't think that there's a way to control it. You're not talking about thirty teams with you know, 53 men rosters and a certain amount of coaches, you're talking about a hundred plus teams and you're talking about universities that have amazingly high budgets for their football program and universities that they've already canceled for the year. Cause they're like, well, we can't, we can't afford this. We can't do this. Yeah. yeah. So I just think I don't, I want to see it happen more than anything. Uh, but it, I, I just don't think it's going to. And speaking of Ed, is it o- Ogeron? Orgeron. Orgeron. For LSU, we played in Baton Rouge. Um, the quarterback that's taken Burroughs' spot came out to our show. Miles um, Brennan. Miles Brennan. Um, we got to go for a tour. Scotty and I and a couple dudes went for a tour of the LSU football facility. I think I texted you and I was like, Oh, yeah, you get be, to meet Coach. You'd just be worshiping. Yeah. yeah. And we walked into the door of the training facility and heard, <laughs> And the, tra- the, the training guy we were with goes, Oh, sounds like Coach O is here. And Scotty and I looked, I and mean, this was this was two or three weeks after the national championship. Mm. We look at each other, and sure enough, he comes just kind of rumbling out. And it was the opening night of the baseball season. So he's like, how are we doing, boys? The, the trainer introduced <laughs> us to him. And I said, oh, man, con- congrats on the win. And I was a little hurt that he didn't think we were recruits. He didn't want to show have us lift weights or right. run, he's pretty savvy. I guess run the 40 or pretty, anything. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even wearing... I mean, my jeans were kind of loose anyway. Uh, so he has his baseball glove in his ball. He goes, I got, I'm going to throw the first pitch. And the trainer, as he's leaving, or maybe it was Scott, somebody yelled, are you going to throw a slider? And he goes, no, 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 straight heat, boys. Straight heat. Have a good night. <laughs> straight heat. <laughs> it took off. And I was like, wow, that was, that, that was, that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's, that's one of the nice things about having a boss on the road that likes sports and right. sporting events as much as I do. You get to do stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Kyle? College football season? I personally think that like they're not going to complete a season at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like unless they have a bunch of tests, come back positive, and then they're just like, oh, we're just going to power through, which seems like an SEC thing to do, <laughs> in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, like I don't think there's any way that you can kind of control college students. Yeah, I mean, like going to parties, being social, and wanting to have that college experience. Maybe the campus is not open to regular students, but the football team's still there. Right. You know, I think that's, you know, that's more prone for players to get bored during their off times and they'll go searching for certain things to do. And yeah, there's just too many. Yeah. There's too many variables, too many pitfalls, too many variables. And, you know, like if I kind of put myself in that situation, maybe like when I was back in college, you know, I think, you know, I think like all of us had those experiences to where, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't want to sit around my dorm on a Saturday night playing, you know, Madden 
you know. Let's be honest. You were playing. What was that photo of Kyle the other day? I was playing. You were the playing the xylophone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Ky- Kyle's Madden is a. Uh, oh, I, had, I should have brought your xylophone. I had your xylophone. Your... Oh yeah, it's all good, man. I yeah. Don't, I, I haven't touched a xylophone since I graduated. Yeah. You know, but it was just a little boy in a xylophone. But yeah, I was just practicing. Well, once you've nights. once you've mastered it. I mean, that's kind of your thing. You're a xylophone guy in Nashville. Yeah, totally. All the yeah. sessions and... Yeah, I get yeah. all the xylophone sessions. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, you used to keep rate. one next to your side snares too, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I actually, yeah. You know, like Michael has one song that they uh, tracked a, a, a glockenspiel on, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Which is probably some keyboard player and some MIDI pad. Yeah. But well, and you guys had a... Because you went to App State, right? I did, yes. Is, is, it the, is, it, is it the Mountaineers? Yeah, App State Mountaineers. Were you there when... Uh, Oh, the Michigan game? No, you wouldn't have been. You're too. You're young as hell. Yeah. Were you Were you at school when they during that Michigan game? Oh yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. So a few friends of mine, like we were going to make the trip up to Ann Arbor because I was in the marching band that year. You know, like I had to be in marching band for two years for my music ed degree. I hate marching band. Sorry, all you guys out there. Uh, so do I. I had to be yeah, in high school. It was awful. Same. Yeah. So I hated marching band. You know, I'd I'd rather focus on you know playing drum set and something that's going to pay me money down the line than you know playing snare drum or quince or whatever but uh they didn't take the band or no what year was that 2000 that would have been 2007 uh, i think no. i think it was seven seven or eight oh, yeah, 2007 like it, it was yeah. right when we it would have been here. eight i think i think it was eight because oh, I, no. was, I was in vegas i was in vegas that weekend i know because i lost 500 dollars on that game so. oh there it is yes dude is it oh seven yeah it is seven yeah, 2007. So, like, I wasn't okay, in March so, Band that year, actually. Yeah. So, like, I went to school in 2005, 2005, 2006. I was in March Band. 2007. Yeah. Okay. This was the first year I wasn't in March Band, which is great because I remember now a bunch of my March Band friends taking pictures at the stadium. So, like, they ended up taking the band for that game. But, uh, so, like, me and my friends were going to go up to Ann Arbor to go watch the game. But then we realized that, you know, we were just like, oh, well, I don't want to spend all this money and take all this time just to get our asses kicked by Michigan. Right. So, of course, like, the game happened at noon in Boone and you know like we we're sitting there watching and then like halfway through we're like oh we're actually leading at halftime oh right. this is great we'll probably blow it you know blah 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 and then all of a sudden you know fourth quarter you know with a few seconds left Corey Lynch comes around the edge and just blocks the kick and then runs it back that's right like, oh, yeah oh yeah this is great yeah so yeah and then we ended up uh going to our own football stadium because there was nobody there we tore down both of our own goal posts <laughs> and sure then did yeah, and then That's like awesome. we paraded around campus, and then we end up throwing them into Duck Pond, which is you know kind of like a little you know water area pretty much on campus. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. So yeah, I was there whenever we beat Michigan, and uh, yeah, that was then that year we would have won our third national championship in a row for F- FCS right. football. Because they were, I want to say, I feel like Michigan was top five, number five. Yep. Wow, look at that. Yeah. And Perfect. you guys also be all that to say that. You guys have a great football team. I feel like, was it a couple years ago you guys beat Tennessee? Or did it come right down to uh, the end? No, like it came right down to the end, yeah. and we just ended up blowing it. That's so, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now we're in the Sun Belt, which is great. Um, and we've won the Sun Belt every year that we've been in it, even the year that we uh, were not bowl, like eligible and we couldn't technically win the whole thing. Uh, yeah, we've won it every single year. And uh, Tracy Broussard, the drummer who plays for Blake Shelton, uh, he can go suck one. So, oh yeah, the his raging, raging Cajuns. Cajuns. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Tracy. He's he's a he's such a strange anomaly because <clears throat> he's he's one of my Louisiana brothers, but he's a Cowboys fan and he's <clears throat> not an LSU fan. I just 
Yeah, that's ah, that's right. And he's, he's hardcore about both. Like oh, I've yeah. never seen. I think Tracy's the only one that buys Raging Cajuns totally, yeah. merch. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. I he think has a lot. Like he he got friends with like one guy at like Dicks to get him geared up here out in Smyrna. Yeah, so he well. can go pick up his latest Cajun swag and then wear it to Toots. Yeah, straight to Toots. Straight to Toots. Yep. So so in uh, Louisiana. Is there a divide between Cowboys fans and Saints fans? No. Okay. I mean, maybe if you get to the, I, 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 granted, I haven't lived there for a long time, but like, I just like, of course, when I go home, it's a, it's a bit of a, a bubble because it's just all Tigers and, and, and Saints. I mean, you know, you here we live in kind of an SEC. We're kind of the buckle of this weird belt because you can drive five minutes from your house and you'll see UT flags. There was a guy that used to live near me that would rig his car up with Miami dolphins. I mean, you know, but, <laughs> but you can drive anywhere and see, you know, Florida flags or stickers. Or the melting see, pot of yeah, of, it, Nashville. Yeah, you you see a lot of, you, you see a lot of, yeah, cause it's a, a nexus. Town. Yeah, yeah. It's a transplant town and you see, it's kind of a nexus of a lot of sports fans, but a lot of SEC fans there. You just you either are, or you aren't. But I just like a Dallas fan. Like my dad grew up in Texas, so he was a Dallas. We used to watch, you know, grow up. Used to watch games together, and he was a Dallas fan. And I kind of understood that, but he didn't like hate the Saints. He just like, you know, he just was a Dallas fan. Yeah, because he's from Texas. Tracy's just a. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> and he's from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Okay. He is. He is is about as Louisiana. I mean, his name's Broussard. That's like. Yeah. That's <laughs> like Smith or Jones. That's true. You know. So, so maybe I, we get maybe we get Tracy on here and just have an, yeah, we should. Maybe have an well, intervention. Well, he's got his and, own and, podcast. I don't know if we can have. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like they do do it on Zoom, but like at least we all get together. So yeah, we're, we're uh, really try to get to the heart of. We're what, putting in what, max effort. Right what now. happened? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe he was dropped on his head. I don't know. We are the thirst trap for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys. I feel <laughs> for drummer podcast. I feel like in the Sun Belt, uh, in December every year when is it like the Sun Belt championship game or whatever mm-hmm. it's always you and tracy tracy talking trash yeah pretty much, app yeah. state uh they're not what they're not louisiana lafayette anymore are they aren't they just louisiana now i have no idea i feel like they dropped that anyway yeah i feel like it's just it's you two guys against the world for yeah. talking trash yeah, yeah, about that game yeah because we always seem to play them late in the year which last year we were undefeated we were ranked i think the highest rank we got was like 15 or 14 and then of course our old SoCon rivals and one double A who moved with us to the Sun Belt, Georgia Southern, of course they beat us. So we yeah. dropped out, but mm. we ended up being ranked at the end of the year too, which is great. Uh, but yeah, it's always a bunch of shit talking with Tracy whenever a uh, half state plays the raging Cajuns. Which, Georgia Southern is, uh, they're the ones that beat Tennessee. Yeah. In the first game right. last year. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. don't sleep on Sun Belt or Southern conference football back in one double A FCS, whenever that was. All right, and that's our show for the week. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, this pod's going to drop every single Wednesday. So uh, we look forward to giving you all the best content that we have. And uh, yep, we'll see you all next week.